What's going on, guys? Welcome back. 10 Minutes of Modern coming to you on a Monday here, talking to you in a hotel room in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Just got into my hotel, looking over some of the results from the last couple days, and I wanted to share some results. There were some, some big things that happened over the weekend in the modern community. This is 10 Minutes of Modern, the only station that chats with you guys every single day about the best format and the best game in the world, Modern, the official anchor station of the Masters of Modern podcast. So let's talk about this online PTQ. Uh, there was a PTQ uh, on Magic Online one that was posted. I want to review the top eight here. Uh, interesting trend, guys. So this this PTQ was won by Grixis Death Shadow. Now, ten weeks ago, a PPTQ or a PTQ for that matter being won by Grixis Shadow would not have seemed out of the blue, but right now it seems a little out of the blue. Um, Grixis Shadow has certainly been a premier deck, but has not been a deck that's been putting up major results. Certainly hasn't won anything major aside from a few tournaments here and there, and has really not been showing up in top 16s and top 32s with more than maybe one or two copies tops. I mean, that's the same redundancy you're going to see like a rogue Mardu deck or something like that. So this is not really a deck right now that seems to be getting the love that we thought that it was going to get. However, this deck ended up in both first place as well as, let me see here, fourth place, and I believe also eighth place. Um, Not to mention the fact that in seventh place, we had a Grixis Pyromancer deck. But nonetheless, three of the top eight in this tournament were Grixis Shadow decks. Why is that? Grixis Shadow is like Jund or Jeskai, but while Jeskai is a little bit more of a build, your, you know, choose your own adventure deck and what the cards that it wants to play and how it wants to play it, um, everybody knows that Jeskai is good, but the efficiencies are not quite as extreme as a Shadow deck. Jund or Abzan, these are mid-range decks that are very strong, but they're not low to the ground in the way that a Grixis Shadow deck is. Now, Grixis Shadow is fragile, so I would I, I like to compare Grixis Shadow in Modern to Teamer Delver in Legacy because they both do the same thing. Um, very, very low land count, extremely low CMC. Uh, for instance, only a couple of each land that they would need. You know, they don't play very many basics, tons of fetch lands, the, the, the not not a ton of threats to win the game with overall. Um, and because they're playing the four street rates, it's a 56 card deck with thought scours. I mean, it really ends up being just this very, very lean, efficient deck. Now, in a vacuum, that's the best deck in modern. I think any great player right now would tell you the same thing, that in a vacuum, that is the best deck in modern. It's just that... Decks like that, because the fragility of the build, mean that if they get too much of a target on their back, they're pretty disruptible. And they, because they operate on such narrow margins in each thing that they're doing, meaning that the land count is so low, the number of the, the shocks that they're playing of each basic type are so low, uh, the impact of each card in general is so low, they, you know, if you clear their graveyard, they, they are so inefficient. Like there's so many things that you can do that screw the deck up that if you're targeting the shadow deck, like if you can come at the shadow deck and you really can take out two of the elements, let's pretend that you can mess up their lands and clear their graveyard. They don't have much of a way to win at that point. Like it's not the kind of deck that's playing haymaker cards where it can draw this like crazy sick five drop that's going to three for one you and catch back up. If it loses tempo, it'll probably lose the game. Uh, and that's why when it becomes a little bit less of a prominent deck, that's why you can see it show up as a three of a top eight. So um, that's definitely the most notable. Second place, we have Lantern Control. And this is definitely the the recent big time, uh, you know, the four copies of War of Invention type of Lantern Control. We've been seeing a lot more of that. Um, you have a Boros Aggro deck coming in in third place. This obviously plays green for Destructive Revelry, but is primarily a Boros deck. 
uh, coming in fifth place and sixth place. You have two different copies of Dredge, both pretty similar lists. Um, you know, Dark Blast, all the cards you'd expect to see in there. And last but not least, seventh place, you have what I mentioned, which was the Pyromancer Grixis deck. Very, very, very similar deck in a lot of ways to the Grixis Shadow deck. The spell count is extremely similar. Only major difference, it's not playing any Death Shadows, it's playing four young Pyromancers, and it's playing 20 lands. That's basically the difference. Aside from that, it's almost the same deck. More Kologon's commands, um, but just going with a slightly different strategy that's a little bit less all-in on the one creature. So... That's the report from this online PTQ, guys. Uh, those are the results from this one. I'm going to also report on the modern challenge that happened over the weekend coming up in just a second to give you guys a little bit more of a cross-section of what's happening in the online competitive magic environment. Thanks for listening, guys. Keep on checking back in every single day here on 10 Minutes of Modern for your modern news. Thanks for listening. 10 Minutes of Modern. Take care. What's up, friends? Welcome back. Part two here of the Weekend Modern Update on 10 Minutes of Modern. Checking with you guys right now. Let you know what's going on in the modern community. I'm Ben Bateman. I co-host the uh, 10 Minutes of Modern podcast on Collective.company. You guys won't have that podcast for the next two weeks because Alex and I are taking a couple weeks off for the holidays, but you'll continue to have 10 Minutes of Modern every day, so check back here for the news, what's going on. I just shared some of the results of an MTGO PTQ that ran over the weekend, and now I'm going to share some results from the MTGO Modern Challenge, um, a top eight that we can see how these things compare as we careen towards GP Santa Clara in January, which I believe... I am going to be attending. Not sure what I'm playing yet. All right, here we go. MTGO Challenge uh, online. We've got the uh, first place deck is Ad Nauseam. We've seen this deck before. This is a pretty standard build. Uh, it's playing Sleight of Hand and Seer Visions. It does not play Opt. It's playing all of the things you would expect to show up in this deck. Even the sideboard looks pretty standard. It plays the one Laboratory Maniac as the backup plan. Three Spoils of the Vault. Um, yeah, this deck's, you know, a good deck. We've seen this deck a lot. Uh, second place in this tournament, we've had a Jeskai deck. This one playing a spicy single copy of Archangel Avacyn, playing a copy of Search for Azkanta. We've been seeing two ofs of Search for Azkanta recently, but uh, like seeing those. This is a Spell Queller variant, so four Spell Queller, four Snap, and two Vendillion Click. Uh, a little more threat heavy on this one, trying to pack a little more firepower. The spell composition is pretty standard. And the sideboard doesn't really have anything that I'm not used to seeing. Third place, we had a Tron deck. Not Eldrazi Tron, traditional Tron. And this is the mono green type of Tron. I mean, it's black in the sense that it does, in fact, play Lenar Wastes. And that's for collective brutality in the sideboard, and Thoughtseize in the sideboard. But the main deck does not play any black. So this is a traditional version for Karn to Ugin. Um, nothing else in here that really jumps out at me. Tron is good. It just was really good at the GP last weekend. So that's a thing. Fourth place looks like we've got a black green deck. And this is the black green traditional, not the Jund or the Abzan deck. Um, it is doing what these decks do very, very well, which is playing lots and lots and lots of disruption and interaction. The mana base gets to be a little bit more smooth, playing four Blooming Marsh, four Hissing Quagmire, a couple Overgrown Tomb, a Twilight Mire. It's just like really, really, really smooth. This one doesn't play Ghost Quarters, which is surprising because the four of Ghost Quarter version of this deck got really popular for a while. But it is playing the three of main deck scavenging ooze. It's playing pretty much everything else you'd expect. There's nothing else in here that jumps out aside from the two copies of Tireless Tracker, which I have seen in and out of these decks. Um, the Tracker is a sweet card. 
and works well in a deck like this because it's just very, very good. Fifth place, you've got a, a humans deck. This is the five color humans deck. Um, nothing in here is different than we've seen. It's just what is good right now, which is creatures and disruption packed into the same, you know, the same punch. 19 lands, so. Instead of the 36 creatures we've seen, this one's playing 37. Uh, it means that it's playing a full four of a couple of the, the creatures that it hit the other lists have skimped on and played three ofs. I know that we have seen in the past some of the three drops like Reflector Mage have not been played as a full four of. This one does play it as a four of. Um, you know, Mantis Riders in there as a four of. This deck's sweet. This one plays a single Dark Confidant. I haven't seen that too often. Uh, sixth place, we've got a... Oh, this is the this is the the discard uh, the like the Jund Zoo discard deck. It's the Hollow One deck. It's playing four Hollow One, four Street Wraith, four Flame, four Flame Blade Adept, Bloodgast. Um, this deck is sick. I <laughs> I've been working on a similar deck. Nice to see this showing up in the top eight. This deck is really really good, and it is playing one Call to the Netherworld, which is like a lot of fun. Just like a fun zero cost madness card, a weird time spiral card we don't see show up too often. Seventh place, we had another Tron deck. Um, this is again pretty standard. Uh, this one is playing a copy of Sky Sovereign Console Flagship. Um, as I look a little closer, this is actually Eldrazi Tron, which makes more sense that it would play Sky Sovereign. But um, again, just just good. You know, these decks get to do so much cool stuff. They get big mana. They play three Ghost Quarters in the main deck. They get a cool sweeper like All Is Dust. They get mid-range creatures. They get a Soul Land. I mean, this deck is really, really powerful. Um, and then finally, coming in at eighth place here, we have uh, Grixis Death Shadow, which just won the modern PTQ I mentioned a second ago. Very, very good deck. Very powerful. Does a lot of great stuff. Um, like, like I said a second ago, low to the ground, low CMC, just, just overall good. And a deck that's not going to go anywhere, frankly. Like, it's just going to keep, it's just going to keep performing. Um, still probably of all the decks that are playing well, this is the deck that long term, the format could shift into a place where this deck was dominant and then there could be a banning. I could see it happening, but hasn't happened yet and it's not close to happening now. It's just really, really, really good. So, anyway, guys, that's the top eight. Uh, follow along, favorite the station if you like what you're hearing. Find me on Twitter at Ben Bateman Media. Follow the podcast at the MMCast and keep checking back every single day for more modern content. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a good one.